G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. Tuesday rolls around quickly. Always one of the highlights of a Tuesday is our opportunity to get some insight into breaking news as it's happening in the Holy Land. And Ron Ross across the details as he's been scouring the headlines overnight for breaking news out of Israel and the Middle East. Ron, welcome back to 2020. Thank you, Neil. Ron, let's start with the headline, Israel is on high alert after the assassination of a senior Iranian nuclear scientist. Yeah, Israel has directed its embassy around the world to remain on high alert following the assassination of Mohsin Fakhrizadeh, a prominent Iranian nuclear and weapons scientist. Fakhrizadeh, the mastermind behind Iran's nuclear program, was shot by assassins on Friday in Tehran. The Islamic Republic is blaming Israel for the shooting and is threatening retaliation. Fearing possible reprisal attacks, Israeli embassies and Jewish communities have raised the level of security around their facilities. The IDF is also preparing for the option of an Iranian attack on Israel. Uh, Let's move to a Saudi story where a Saudi prince has delayed a normalisation pact with Israel due to what looks like the Joe Biden presidential win. Yes, Saudi Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman reportedly pulled back from a normalisation deal with Israel due to US President-elect Joe Biden's election win and the prince's desire to build ties with the incoming administration. Bin Salman, son of the 84-year-old King Salman and the kingdom's de facto ruler, is reluctant to take the step now when he could use a deal later to help cement relations with the new American leader. Bin Salman held a meeting on Sunday with Prime Minister Netanyahu, who flew to the Saudi Red Sea city of Norm for the secret rendezvous alongside U.S. Secretary of State Mike Pompeo where the trio discussed developments in Iran and possible normalisation. A Saudi government adviser had earlier in the week confirmed the meeting and the trip, saying that the meeting, which had lasted several hours, focused on Iran and the establishment of diplomatic ties between Riyadh and Jerusalem. Biden has taken a tough stance with Riyadh on its human rights record. The war in Yemen and the 2018 killing of the Saudi consulate in Istanbul of the Washington Post journalist Yamal Khashoggi. The president-elect said in October that the U.S. under his administration would reassess our relationship with Riyadh. Last week, Biden said he would punish Saudi leaders over the journalist's murder. Ron, let's go to another headline. A Palestinian Authority TV children's program claims Israel deliberately kills Palestinian children. What's the story here? Yeah, the children's program, The Best Home, which airs on official PA TV, tells its viewers that Israel is deliberately killing Palestinian children, according to a Palestinian Media Watch report. Previous airings of the show have featured children with their teens Uh, participating, discussions, 
poetry readings and so on. The presenter in one episode seems to be standing in front of a background displaying a rudimentary toy train suitable for young children. She says, Unfortunately, this is a very painful thing I want to tell you about. A number of friends have lost their right to live because the occupation is deliberately killing the Palestinian children, and this is a very painful thing. The program presenter went on to explain that Israel participates in the practice of random summary executions claiming that Palestinian children have nowhere to run and that they're in danger every moment. In 2015, the same presenter voiced similar rhetoric where she went on to claim that the occupation, Israel, targets children everywhere, whether it be in their homes or schools, adding that Israel's security forces act in a barbaric, terrorist way. The 2015 message addressed all Palestinian children under the age of 15. Ron, we seem to have headlines usually dominated by everything to do medically with COVID and finding a vaccine, but there's all sorts of other work that's been going on while all of those important things have been happening too. Interesting headline where Israel's announced a diabetes breakthrough. The first ever insulin pill starts the final trials. What's the story here? You're an oral insulin capsule developed by an Israeli company is about to start final trials paving the way for the first effective diabetes treatment without injections. The pill passed previous rounds of testings with impressive results, placing it on the fast track for commercial availability. Oramed announced nearly a half a billion people worldwide suffer from diabetes. On Monday, Oramed 0801 started final stages, marking the new culmination of close to a decade and a half of development and I'm told for type 2 diabetes that pill could be available within the next three years. Wow and let's top off with what I think will be uh, the most amazing type of breakthrough story and comes around Jesus childhood. There's a hot question that's being asked right now. Have archaeologists found Jesus childhood home in Nazareth? What are the headlines saying Ron? Well, I'm writing an article right now about Jesus saying, if everyone denies him, the rocks will cry out. The location of the home where Jesus, Mary and Joseph lived in Nazareth when Jesus was a child may have been discovered by Professor Ken Duck of the University of Reading in England. Duck spent more than a decade studying the first century ruins that are underneath a modern-day convent said this spot was first suggested as the home of Jesus and his family in the 19th century, but that archaeologists in the 30s did not find the idea credible. However, the professor was intrigued and launched a project to explore the site 14 years ago. I didn't go to Nazareth to find the house of Jesus. I was actually doing a study of the city's history as a Byzantine Christian pilgrimage centre. Nobody could have been more surprised than me, told the BBC. According to Dark, the ancient dwelling was under a Byzantine-era church, which is itself beneath the Sisters of Nazareth convent. He clarified to the Jerusalem Post that I didn't excavate at the Sisters of Nazarene site. I did a new survey of the site, a study of the archives and objects from decades of previous excavation. He said, I haven't said that this was certainly the house of Jesus, just that it was probably the structure 
believed by Christians from the 4th century at the latest to be that house. And there is no archaeological reason why that identification is impossible. Awesome. Well, it is absolutely awesome, and no doubt listeners might want to try and follow that through and read the whole story and whatever other headlines there might be around it. Uh, Archaeologists claiming to have found Jesus' childhood home in Nazareth. Always so uh, amazing getting these updates each week, Ron Ross. Thank you so much for being with us once again today on 2020. Thank you, Neil. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au. 